I was in prison, and you came to visit me. With these words, Christ challenges each of us to spend time serving those who, because of circumstance or bad choices, can't serve themselves. Welcome to Someone Cares, a faith ministry dedicated to helping us all answer that challenge. For many years, this outreach program has carried healing doses of hope and Christian love behind prison walls and touched the lives of those in desperate need of both. I'm your Someone Cares radio host, Charles Mills. For a time in his life, our guest today lived at an address at which he hadn't planned to live. He got his meals served to him and was provided with basic necessities of life free of charge. Well, not exactly. He paid a rather high price for those accommodations, and if he has his way, he won't ever darken the door of that particular bed and breakfast ever again. It has a sign over the door that reads, Bradley County Jail. Let's talk with ex-inmate Claire Kitson about his experience and how God reached out to him in some powerful ways. Claire, welcome to Someone Cares. Thank you. What was it about your life, Claire? Let's just get down here to the nitty-gritty. What was it about your life, what was missing, that led you to your spending time in jail? Give us a a little Claire Kitson history here. Okay, I think what led to that is my lack of having a relationship with Jesus. Hmm. I grew up in a Christian home, went to church every weekend, and... When people saw me, they thought, there's a Christian man, Mm -hmm. you know, doing the Christian thing. But I never had a true relationship with Jesus Christ. That being said, I made wrong choices along the way and eventually uh, made the, the wrong choice and ended up in Bradley County Jail and stayed there for one year. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, when you were leading up to this and you were a Christian and people were, were, were preaching to you and, and teaching to you, what were they missing? What did they not say to you that you needed to hear at that time? Well, I guess no one really asked me if I needed any personal study help, or if I was missing anything. Mm -hmm. Because I grew up in a Christian home, people just thought I had everything I needed. Uh But I didn't. I was lacking that personal relationship with Christ and didn't understand how to actually get it. Now, if someone had come up to you, Claire, let's be honest here. If someone had come up to you and said, Claire, I want to teach you how to have a personal relationship with God— at that time in lo- in your life, would you have even been interested in knowing what that person had to say to you? Actually, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Because going through it, I thought I was fine. I thought I was okay because I was going to church and everything. I was actually that Laodicean Christian. Okay. okay. You know, that on the outside, everything seemed fine. But on the inside, I was going to be in the group that was lost. Yes, yes. Okay, so you've identified in hindsight that you were in the group that was lost. Knowing what you know now, and if you could go back in time to the younger you, to the Christian growing up in the Christian home and and not having a personal relationship with God, how would you approach you now knowing that you probably would not have listened to people the way they said things to you? 
I think I would tell myself, you know, that a personal relationship with Jesus is the most important thing there is. Mm -hmm. And without it, the devil can work on you slowly but surely Mm -hmm. and turn your, your view of things in the wrong direction. So unless you are totally grounded in Jesus, the devil can work on you very easily. So you wanted someone, you needed someone to tell you, to demonstrate to you your vulnerability to what the devil can do to you. Am I on the right track? Yes, I needed somebody to probably to be open with me and give me examples of how the devil worked in their life Mm. so that I would see how the devil was working in my life, not really realizing it until it was too late. So that personal experience from someone is vitally important. And, And I say this because there's a lot of people who want to reach out to prisoners, who want to reach out to young people before they go to jail, and they may not know what to say. So you're saying what they need to be telling these people is their own personal stories and stories about their own personal struggles and how the devil has reached them. Am I on the right track saying that? That is very true, and that's what people are are looking for. And I found that out when I was in jail and talking with the other inmates. They're saying the same thing. You know, if people would share with me their struggles, then I wouldn't think that I'm the only one with that struggle and not wanting to voice that, you know, just keep it inside. Don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't want to seem weak, I guess, Claire. As as we go through our Christian life, we don't want to tell people, the devil's got me, the devil got through to me today. That's a pretty hard barrier to overcome in our witness, but you're saying it's vital, right? Yes, it is. Okay. It is very important, and... Like you say, for men especially, you know, they don't want to tell people that they've made mistakes or, you know, they need help. Especially for me, I like to be the person that helps someone else. Uh uh I don't like to be the person that's asking for help. But this is one area in my life that I should have reached out to someone and said, help me. And I didn't do that. We're talking with Claire Kitson. He is an ex-inmate. He spent a year in the Bradley County Jail in beautiful Cleveland, Tennessee. All right, let's look at Claire going into prison and Claire going out of prison. What happened in that 12 months that just changed your life? How'd that happen? I guess just having so much time. Yes. I started to read my Bible, and I have a good family that with me all the way through, and so they were able to get me my Bible, my personal Bible, and I decided I'm going to read through this Bible while I'm here. I never have totally read the Bible through cover to cover, and so I said, while I'm in here, I'm going to do that. And as I started doing that, I felt the Holy Spirit working on my life, and one day I just broke down and I said, Lord... This is all for you now. I am here. I have no other choice but to be here. So let me work for you while I'm here, and I will do whatever you impress me to do. And that changed everything. Hmm. 
You know, there are a lot of prison ministries wanting to reach people behind bars and whatnot. Did you run across some prison ministries while you were in there? Yes, I did. We had 16 programs that came in there every week. Wow. I was in a faith-based pod, and I think the Lord put me there Mm -hmm. for that reason. So we had plenty of programs to go to. We had plenty of time to study. In fact, I volunteer now with Hope Ministries. It's a group that sends Bible studies into inmates in prisons and jails. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It would seem to me, Claire, that you have learned probably the most valuable lesson that a Christian, any Christian, can learn, and that is to take Christ by the hand and introduce him and what he has done for you to someone else. Would I be right in saying that? That is correct, and that that is sometimes hard to do also, because you don't want to get on the bad side of people when you're in jail or in prison. Yeah. And so sometimes it's hard to open up, but just like me not really wanting to do this interview because I don't like to be outside my comfort zone, yes, yes. in jail, it's the same way. You have to step outside your comfort zone to make things happen. And when you say comfort zone in jail, you're talking about a protective comfort zone where you feel safe because prisons and jails are not safe places. Am I right? That's correct. When you stepped out and you started preaching Jesus and talking about Jesus, there were some behind bars there that did not like what you were doing. Yes, there is negative, Mm -hmm. but you find that little group and you stay with that group and you study the Bible and, you know, it's surprising that As you study, or as we would do a prayer circle in the morning and in the evening, you would see guys come closer and closer to our prayer circle and finally join our prayer circle Mm -hmm. just because they're looking for something. A lot of times they don't know what they're looking for, but they are looking for something. Okay, you have spent your time there, you've done your time, you've come back out again. You mentioned that you are still volunteering with the group. What else are you doing, Claire Kitson, to help those behind bars after you have left those bars? I still communicate with four or five of the inmates. Some have been transferred to prisons. I stay in touch with them. I also stay in touch with other inmates that have been released because a support group is very important. Hmm. And if you have someone that you can call when you're having a bad day or you're feeling like you want to go back into something you shouldn't, you need to have someone to talk to. So I try to stay in touch with inmates that are out and also inmates that are still in prison. What is the most transforming thing, Claire, Kitson, about your experience. How are you the most different now than you were when you started down that road? You were a Christian, you were in a Christian family, you were surrounded by Christian people. That was you. Now you're you who you are through what you've been through. What is the greatest difference that you find in yourself personally? 
I think the biggest thing is I have Jesus as my personal friend now. Mm. He wasn't just there like before. He is actually my friend. I talk with him, you know, during the day um, as I'm working. I pray for people that are still in jail and family and friends, and I can talk to the Lord now like he's my friend and not just someone out there or something out there. You know, I have that personal relationship now, and that has changed my life dramatically. Hmm. Those are hard-earned words from our guest today, Claire Kitson. He spent a year in Bradley County Jail, and he is a changed person, not because of the bad he did, but because of the good that God did in his heart. And I am so glad that you have taken the time today, Claire, to talk to us and talk to our listeners about this. Thank you so much for doing that. Before we go, I'd like to read a a Bible verse. Sure. That I read in jail, and it stuck with me, and it's one that I I don't want to forget. Okay. Philippians 2.4. And it says, let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interest of others. Hmm. So we need to be helping others as much as we want to help ourselves or have other people help us. Amen to that. Amen. Claire Kitson, thank you so much for those words. And that's a lot of encouragement there, and we appreciate that. And listener, I invite you to someonecares.org, the website. You can learn how you can anonymously and safely communicate with prisoners behind bars through their pen friend program. It's all right there at someonecares.org. And you can listen to these programs and share them with other people. Someonecares.org. This is Charles Mills, along with Claire Kitson, reminding you that because of you, Someone Cares. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Someone Cares. If you'd like to become part of this vital prison outreach ministry, visit someonecares.org and discover ways you can safely and effectively touch the lives of incarcerated men and women with God's love. Again, that web address is someonecares.org. This program was produced by Lifetalk Radio. Thank you.